Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So I though even though I have my savings account, I have to send most of mine to his because I'll touch it. Hello and welcome to the Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP. So for any of our new listeners, that means a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Margo. Hi, Margo. Hi. Welcome on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. So why don't you tell uh, me and also our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um. So I am actually, I'm 35. I live in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, you are our first New Mexico guest. That makes me very I happy. have been binging on the entire podcast, and I realized that. <laughs> That's awesome. How did you find us? So last year with COVID and everything hitting, before that, we were – well, I am married, um, and we have two kids. But before that, we were living um, almost paycheck to paycheck, and I just kind of got tired of it. And so we took advantage of both of us still working and kind of like, okay, what do we need to do? And so I actually Googled podcasts and books and you were on one of the like the top 10 podcasts to listen to. So I was like, okay. And I liked it because it was all women. So I was like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, this is exciting. Okay. So Mary, 35 from New Mexico. I'm like trying, I feel like we started our podcast, which since you listen to a bunch of them, you'll know, we started a lot with the New York metro area just because we were located and we started out doing them actually in person, which is why the audio was so horrible because <laughs> we were doing them in a studio, just doing them in a conference room, which turns out it's not the best way to do a podcast. Um, despite the fact that I ordered like $100 worth of foam from Amazon, it didn't really do very much. So we are, you know, trying to make sure we get out there and get women from like all over the country. So I'm excited to have someone from a new part of the country. Okay. So you're 35, married with two kids. Yes. Um, What do you and your husband do for work? 
Um, so I am actually a medical tech at a military processing station. Wow. Okay. You're the first for that too. <laughs> yeah. So, and it is a federal position. So, I mean, it kind of works out. And then. Oh, that's great. So a federal job. Yes. And my husband's also federal. So, he, so do you both, both get pensions then? Um, well, that's where I was kind of confused. And that was actually going to be one of my questions. Because I tried. So what we have, what I have. It's called a thrift savings plan. And so when I was trying to find info on it, it said it was similar to a 401k, but it's not a 401k. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you just love the government? They're just like, we're not going to tell you exactly what it is. It's going to be pretty. So my husband is also federal, but he has an actual 401k through Fidelity. From work. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I would have guessed that. Yeah. I just found yeah, that out having to do all this research. <laughs> hey, well, that's like a good part. Yeah, that's like definitely, a, I feel like a good thing about coming on the podcast is it makes you like look things up. Yeah. So the TSP is very similar. So basically, everyone gets like hung up on the acronym. So the 401k basically is just stating that it's a public, usually a public company or a, or a private company, but just that it's a for-profit entity. Um, the TSP or 457 usually indicates that you're a government worker. Um, the TSP usually more leaning towards federal government versus like a county or state job. Mm-hmm. And then a 403b is more likely associated with a non-for-profit, so a hospital or teacher, for instance. So they all get you to the same end goal, which is a retirement savings through your employer. They're just designated differently because that's how the IRS looks at them, depending on their, depending on your employer's structure, right. if that makes sense. So the 401k is a for-profit company, a 403b is a non-for-profit company, and then the 457 TSP um, deferred comp is all usually government, but just various sectors of the government. Um Interesting that your husband is a federal government employee and has a 401k. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause okay. So I guess in the government, there's like a general schedule employment and non-appropriated funds employment. So he falls Uh, under that category. And you don't. And I don't. I fall under the general schedule. Okay. So maybe because it's the non-appropriated funds, they have access to a 401k because that's how that's structured, that aspect of his compensation. Mm-hmm. So he is kind of straddling both worlds. Right. That's kind of what the assumption I came to. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that would be my best guess without looking at the documentation that he's straddling it. Um, we, we've, I've seen it um, in my life before where people have access to both a you know, I don't want to say public, but like a 401k and and a government vehicle as well, just depending on the classification of the government role. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like they are, um, depending on the classification of the government, but also where they have two jobs, you know, where they're able to work for a government and also have a private sector job as well. And so then they have access to both. So, you know, there are rules and then there are exceptions to all the rules. The great news is, the way I feel about it is the more the merrier when it comes to retirement vehicles. So the more retirement we have, the better off. I've I've never had anyone sit down with me or come on the podcast and say, Jesus, I really saved way too much money for retirement. This is terrible. Yeah. I'm on the opposite end, Barbara. I am thinking myself because I've been a federal employee 
since my early 20s. And I never once really upped my TSP, my saving, my retirement contribution until last year. So. Oh, no. Okay, so you know what the good news is? We still have a lot of time ahead of you. So we're going to get all of this squared away. Okay. So why don't you give me the rundown? So um, what we know your role. How much do you make? How much does your husband make? And then let's talk about what you currently have for expenses and then where you fall for like savings and, it, and debt so far. Okay. So my annual is 49.5. Okay. Um, so biweekly, my gross is 18.97 about. And then, but my net is eleven twenty two. I'm gonna go with your net eleven. So I do have to say, like all the deductions, um, that includes obviously the health, like all the insurance, um, and then, um, an allotment, like a separate, um, portion, I guess, of my paycheck going to my account. So my husband and I both have our own checking and savings, and then we have a joint checking. Oh, I like this. Okay, so you each have your own. I'm always curious because everybody does it. There's like, there's no right or wrong. Everybody does it differently. So I'm always, I'm always interested. Okay, so you each have your own account and then you have a joint account yes. as well. Okay, and then do you like, how do you figure how much goes into the joint account? So most of my net goes um, to the to the joint account. And then um, he, so mine's easy to kind of change around online. He has to go to HR, so it's kind of a headache. Oh, so <laughs> he just—I kind of—he lets me run the money, and I just give him an amount of that needs to go to the joint, and he just sends it over. And then, for the most part, out of both of our net, we kind of keep—we keep about a hundred for ourselves. Okay, perfect. Okay, and then the rest goes to the joint. Um, to the joint account. Perfect. And then how much does your husband make? So annual, he makes about 21000 Okay. Bi-weekly, his gross is nine seventy five, and then his net is about seven thirty. So he's actually a part-time employee, which saves us on daycare, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so he helps with the kids. Yes. Perfect. And how old are your kids? Um, our oldest is 15. Okay. And then our youngest is two. Oh, baby. Yes. So we kind of got a double whammy because they both kind of <laughs> came into our lives at the same time. <laughs> really? Yes. So our oldest, um, she's actually adopted since she was oh, already wow. a teenager. Um, so yeah, we definitely got a double whammy with that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you had a baby and adopted yeah. a child at the same time and very different ages. Very different <laughs> ages. How is that? It, it has to be because you. So you never had it. So you adopted her as a teenager. Yes. How is it? How How is that? I heard te- teenagers are tricky. <laughs> well, so I don't. It's definitely yeah. It is tricky. <laughs> um, you know, it's like with everything else, they have their moments. But I think we've all gotten to a point where we kind of we mesh now as an actual family, which is nice. That's exciting. So how, and did you adopt her right, right when you had the baby? Um, so she actually moved into the house in March and then the little one was born in June, but it took about 
almost two years for the actual adoption to go through the court. Can I ask you a question? Were you thinking that you were only going to adopt and then you got pregnant? Uh, yes and no, because we, okay. we did fertility and all of that good stuff too. So we were kind of planning, but I had always, like I always wanted to adopt. And so we actually, we did try um, before fertility to get pregnant and then it just didn't happen. So then we're like, you know what, we just want kids around us. So we actually ended up doing the, um, like the foster parent thing here mm-hmm. and it just kind of evolved into adoption. So it's kind of cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. The only reason I ask is I've dealt with a lot of couples who adopted because they didn't, you know, they wanted children and didn't think they could get pregnant mm-hmm. and they adopted and then, then they got, then they got pregnant. Yeah. No, it was definitely always something I knew I wanted to do for sure. That's fantastic. Okay, great. Okay, so then your husband works part-time to help with the kids. Yes. Perfect. Which, yeah, daycare is expensive, so that's a good cost savings. And we've got two – you each have your own uh, checking account, and then you have a joint account where the majority of the money goes. And then how are expenses? So which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I hear paper wrestling. So what are your main expenses? So are you renting or um, – No, we own – you own a home. Okay, fantastic. So what is your mortgage then? So currently it's at thirteen twenty four, but okay. we are actually smack dab in the middle. I was hoping it would be done today, but we're in the middle of refinancing. Perfect. I was going to say because I'm... Estimated new payment is going to be about 1038. Perfect. And then did you lower the interest rate? Yes. So we went from a 5.25 to a 3.1. Perfect. Now, are you doing the same number of years? Are you st- Is it a 30-year or did you... So we were hoping it? to do the 15-year. Okay. But so 2018 was a good and bad year for us. <laughs> okay. So 2018, it was actually really hard for us because we got... That's when both girls came into our lives. Um, but we also, around that same time, two of our vehicles, three of our vehicles kind of went into the shop all in the same month. Oh, geez. So it put us, yeah, it pretty much put us behind on the house. So we actually went into loss mitigation the next year in 2019. Oh, no. So it kind of, because um, our original payment was $9.99. So when we went okay. into loss mitigation, um, it p- bumped up the payment to the $13.24 at the 5.2. Okay. And that was because failure to make payments, right? Right, right. So right now when we tried refinancing, we weren't able to do the 15-year because there wasn't enough time to pay back that time that was lost. Got but it. But we had to do a 30-year. So you did a 30-year. Okay. That's fine. You're still young. Um, okay. So you did. And you can always make, like, we can see what your finances look like. You can always, you're allowed to make principal payments. You yeah, that's what we were talking year. about too. So we're definitely on the on the money mindset now, Barb. Future rich. Okay. Future rich. <laughs> Perfect. I'm happy to hear it. We want to get as many people on the future rich train as possible. Um, yeah, and the 30 year gives you that flexibility so that, you know, if there's a month where things are tight, you can just make your regular payment. But if like, I would maybe just, if you can do it monthly, do it monthly. If not, you can do it annually. Either way, it'll take years off by making extra extra payments. But the nice thing about the low lower interest rates, if you had a great savings there and the longer time horizon with the 30 year is that you give yourself a lot of breathing room, which is important, right? right? Because when what you described is exactly how life works, at least in my experience, when everything goes, like, it's not one thing goes wrong. Like, they don't go wrong, like, okay, I'm going to take one thing this year, one thing next year. It's like everything goes at one time, and that's when it could 
you know, that makes it very expensive. Good times, good times. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, you made it through there. Okay, good. Yeah. So I would have, I was going to ask about mortgage rates to see where you were because rates are historic lows. Okay, so that's fantastic. And, um, and then where are we with other expenses? Okay, um, so um, our insurance payment, and that includes like homeowners, life, um, our cars, and the home warranty is three thirty four seventy seven. Okay, perfect. And I heard life. So do you and your husband both have life insurance? Yes, we both do. For how much? Um, we're both um, for two hundred and fifty. Perfect. Okay. So if anything happens, and would that pay off the remainder of the mortgage? What's the balance for the oh, mortgage? Oh yeah. Um. So the new balance is actually going to be one seventy three. I believe I saw. Okay. Perfect. So that would take care of the home if, God forbid, one of you lost right. your job, which was then help. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. People. Um. You know, sometimes people think that. And I'm sure you get something, and that's your own private life insurance, not through work. Right. No, it's our, our own private. Perfect. Because sometimes people rely on work, which is good, but not great. Because if, God forbid, you know, we talked about like everything going wrong at once, God forbid you lost your job and then, you know, passed away, that would be a double whammy, right? Because then you wouldn't right. have that life insurance through work and now you're deceased. Um, I see, you know, obviously I try and work with people to do planning in advance, but sometimes I deal with people like after there's been, you know, or planning gone wrong, maybe I should say. Right. Um, so it's fantastic because I am helping a woman now and um, there's not enough life insurance and her husband passed away and it's, you know, enough to lose your spouse and then to have to be going through like financial turmoil is unfortunate. So I was going to ask you that too. So we'll check that box up. So, okay, we did a refi. We got a lower rate. We have life insurance to more than cover the mortgage and give some extra. And okay, so that's 334 and then other big expenses? Um, so back in 2018, in the notorious year of our lives. <laughs> You're that, that bad, evil year for you. So we ended up getting a personal loan um, once we recovered through the, once we finished the loss mitigation, just to kind of yeah. balance everything out. Um, so right now we're actually paying $250 a month on that. But okay. our plan is when... Um, we get our tax return this year just to pay the balance off, which is $2,400. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Do that. And then we both do actually have vehicles. So my commute to work is about an hour. Oh, wow. And my husband's commute is about 40 minutes. So, <laughs> so you put some good miles on there. Yeah. So for both vehicles, um, the total is $843.74. And then... Um, we do have, we both do have credit card debt, but it's not major. So that was another thing we're probably going to pay off with our tax return this year. Okay, perfect. And wh how much do you have, like how much is the credit card total? Um, About 1400 Okay. So not a lot. Um, 1400 there. And then we have the 2400 for the loan. And then, do you have any student loan debt or anything? Like so that, that was actually one of the things I was, we do. My husband does. So his okay. student loan is $68.62. $68.62. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing with that, which was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> so we were both in the service. 
Um, and oh, thank oh. thank you for your service. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so he was when he enlisted, he was given a student loan repayment. So we okay. actually enacted that back in 2017, and his balance okay. then was about thirteen thousand. So they've paid about half off. Okay. So I was going to ask if we should just let them finish paying it off or if we should make extra payments to it. So this was a um, a veteran's benefit, correct? It was an enlistment benefit when he first enlisted. Okay. And they're supposed to be paying half of it off, you said? No. So there, it was a $20,000 total student loan repayment. Okay. The student loan he had was only thirteen thousand, so they're gonna be they're gonna pay all of it off. I just oh yeah, it. let them let okay. them. Pay. <laughs> okay, absolutely sounds good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so is I, it just I don't I'm not that familiar with that. So is, do they just like pay it incrementally, and that's the well, that's the thing we were or? trying to figure it out because he's been wondering how it works as well. But so it's through Great Lakes. Okay. Um. But when I we hate go, great yeah. I don't know. I don't know them, but I hate them. I, I, I usually, I, hate, I usually hate them. Barb. I heard the episode. <laughs> I just, I, you know, Great Lakes. If you'd like to call me up and tell me like how you're helping people, I am like all ears. But like every time I deal with your company, you guys suck. Well, so, and that's, that's the funny. thing. So we, I was telling him last week. Um, actually, I think after I heard the episode about Great Lakes, <laughs> um, that he needed to check his information. And this whole time he's had a log on to his account. And I'm like, really? So we went on there, but it doesn't show like a payment history. It doesn't show anything, but it's yeah, this down. Is, this is why I hate Great Lakes. Like, what is your portal telling me? And I don't know if you've called customer service if they've gotten any better, but in my experience, calling them was as useful as logging onto a portal that has zero information. Well, I don't think I want to call them if they're <laughs> if it's working. Ugh. So I think the best bet for your husband is probably, um, pro- can you talk to anybody in the military? Like, I mean, I know the government is also probably, is not the easiest okay. sometimes to get in touch with. <laughs> I feel like you're better off sending them a carrier pigeon with like a bottle. Oh I have, right? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It just frustrates me because like, I feel like most businesses being a small business owner, you can't operate like that. You can't just like not answer the phone or give wrong information but like these people get away with it oh yeah and it Um, definitely gets to a point where you're like you know what forget it just forget it forget it I'm not yeah you're like I'm gonna go back to like my life because (laughs) you guys ruined my day and so I'm done talking to you exactly or or done waiting on hold basically (laughs) um yeah I'm gonna have to look into it a little further for you I think that if you have documentation stating they were willing to you know, with the enlistment, they paid off 20,000. I mean, that makes total sense to me that if you enlist in the government that they knock off some of your student loans, that seems very reasonable. Um, and you only have 13, then they should cover the rest of it. I wonder why they haven't already done it. It seems like they should have just paid it when he enlisted. Um, well, and that's and just- what we thought when, because he had to actually do the whole process and put it in place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought they were just going to pay one lump sum, but it seems right. like they've been paying, I don't know, like between three and 4,000 a year. Yeah. And that could be, I mean, logical budget people like you and I would be like, just check, you know, cross it off your to-do list. <laughs> like he enlisted, pay it off and now we're done. 
Um, cause it's not like when you list, it's not like you can just like disappear. Like you're in the military. It's not like he was going anywhere. Um, so, but yeah, maybe, but maybe it's over like five years. I'm not totally sure. I I'm not that familiar with it. I'll have to look into it, but I would say I would absolutely not pay it. If that was part of his benefit, like if that was like part of his enlistment mm-hmm. documentation, I would absolutely let the government pay it. 100%. Okay. Cause I definitely, that's not something we kind of add into our Perfect. I wouldn't. Yeah, we'll just let that hang out there. And I'll see if I can do any research for you and see if I can find any documentation on like how the government does it, um, just so you can keep an eye on it so that if it's not paid in, let's just say, two more years, like who would you send a carrier pigeon to? (laughs) I would say actually, I would say probably send them like a pay for a FedEx or pay for like registered mail like, so that you get a signature right. from that you, you they can't say oh you didn't get it it's like well you, you know you know Sally and receivable signed for it or whatever so you have a name and a date um, so yeah let's leave that on the sideline I will do a little homework I'm not I I just I'm not that familiar with it but I would say yes the government said they're going to pay for it let's be optimistic that they're going to they will take care that they will and that. It'll just magically disappear from Great Lakes uh, login. <laughs> well, so past that, we don't have any actual student loans. No. Okay, so fantastic. Um, so we just have the fourteen hundred for um, the credit card debt, and then the twenty four hundred. So we have thirty eight hundred total. And you think your tax return will be greater than that, or about well, we actually that? We already filed. It's going to be about ten. Ten thousand. Yes. That is fantastic. Okay, awesome. So we can get that all paid off. That's fantastic. So then what? So then your total budget, because um, I wanted to see what we should do with the XS, because I definitely want to spend it somehow. So you have 1122, and you keep, we'll just say that you put a 1,000 biweekly into the joint checking account. We'll just say that your husband does 600. So he does 1,200 total. You do 2,000. So we have about 3,200 a month. Does that sound about right in the joint? So we actually have a little more than that. Okay. So in my let's turn our money around because I'm tired of this last year. Yes. Um, <laughs> so my genius idea was that we would both get a part-time, you know, second job type thing. We both figured out we were too much of a bum for that and didn't have time. (laughs) So we both actually unconventionally started donating plasma. Oh, wow. As like a side hustle? Yes. So both of us together, that brings in about $804 a month. $804? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, and this was like all inspired for changing your finances, like a figuring out a way to bring... Oh my god, this makes me so happy! I I actually have never put down as a side hustle donating plasma. Yeah, what is that? What is that like? Does it hurt? Well, no. I, honestly, okay. So honestly, for and I, we just had this conversation last week. For us, it's like an hour of quiet because they don't allow your cell phones. Like, <laughs> so I get to get my reading in. He gets to watch his movie. Like, it's just an hour of no kids, no spouse. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. 800 a month? Yeah. Because so you're, you, <laughs> so that's 25% of your take home yeah. right now. So we kind of use my half for, you know, like groceries and things like that. 
And then we use his half. We pretty much don't touch unless it's an emergency situation. Like, I don't know, maintenance on the car or something. Okay. Um, Perfect. So, okay. Wow. So that is, I'm super impressed by that. That's fantastic. So then if we're using your new numbers with your new payment of 1038 plus your insurance of 334.37 plus the loan, which is going to, the loan is going to go away. So I'm not, maybe not going to include that. Um, Cause you're going to be getting the 10,000 back. So you're going to be able to more than cover that. So then we'll add in the vehicles of eight. I'm just going to do 845 roundup. So that gets me to a little over 2200 but there, I'm sure. And then you said groceries is like 400 a month. Um, So actually I went back and we spend for groceries and dining out about 500 a month. And then gas is another 300 between the both of us. I know okay. it's, it's adding up. Our, it's adding up. It is, which is why I'm glad that you have the side hustle because I could see where you're getting in trouble, right? Yeah, that's it was already... literally like paycheck to paycheck just, stress every time and I was like this is enough yeah no that's it, it, it's definitely stressful yeah because that adds you all up with the new payment so yeah you were over your numbers mm-hmm. before that's why yeah every month you weren't making it just no. with grocery yeah okay well g- good job like kudos to you to finding a side hustle that worked for you that it's when you describe it, it sounds like a spa treatment. You're like, I gotta go and no one talks to me and I read my book. <laughs> and I can't I can't answer any phone calls. Oh darn. <laughs> Just gonna have to leave this here. Good for you. I'm impressed. Um, okay, so then it sounds like with just the regular stuff, if it, I would imagine if you add in cell phones and cable and utilities, you're closer to thirty two hundred a month. Uh yeah, that was about the number I got. Okay. Perfect. So then that's what I I kind of figured. Okay, so and then also sorry. Go ahead. So there's another five fifty that comes in for the um, adoption stipend that we get a month. Perfect. Okay. So then I'm gonna. Why don't we just say because I I don't know if there's any like kid expenses that you have line itemed. I don't know. Uh, just, um, just the daycare. And how much is daycare? Uh, three ninety. Okay, so then it looks like you're closer to about thirty six hundred a month once we get the credit card, the loan paid off, the refinance done, and then it looks like between and the eight hundred from the plasma donation is eight hundred in your pocket. Yes, that's. I mean, that's a huge. I mean, it's twenty five percent of what you guys are bringing in. Um, okay, and then you get five hundred on the stipend. So then you have. So you have a little wiggle room here based on these numbers. So with the new numbers, once you get the credit card paid off, the loan paid off and you get the refinance done, it looks like you should have about, I would say, eight to 900 a month left over. Oh, that's exciting, because I hadn't even done those numbers after getting the, that stuff paid off. Yeah, so once you get those paid off, that will help out. I mean, the refinance is going to save you, I mean, almost $300 a month, right. and then you don't have the $250 loan payment, so that's 500 right there not including the credit card. So that's a, you know, pretty big savings. So it's fantastic. So let's talk about where you are. So we're going to get the with we are you already know you're getting the 10,000 back. So we're going to just say that that number is now just going to be minus. We'll just round up and use round numbers. The 4,000 so we get the debt paid off. So you have 6,000 left from the tax refund. And we should have and I I would imagine with um kids it's harder, right? So why don't we just lowball and say you have around eight, potentially eight hundred a month left over? So where are we with the the sa- uh, savings now that we've gone over the debt? 
Did you know that Future Rich offers three online classes in partnership with SUNY Ulster? Well, you're in luck, we do. We have our Future Rich Signature course, our Student Loans course, and our brand new Social Security course. All of these classes can be found on our website at www.futurerichpodcast.com. So the savings, like actual liquid savings, I guess, um, are emergency Yeah, so let's, funds. yeah, let's start with an emergency fund if, if you have one. We have about 1300 because again, that was something that it was like, right. okay, we need to get this done. So I kind of did the Dave Ramsey thing and did the like thousand. Perfect. Just to get, yeah, get yourself started, right. get on track. So uh, here, okay, so unless we go through it and find out other things, I'm thinking that your 6000 that we have left over after you get the debt paid off, that 6000 goes into your emergency fund. Okay. Because right now expenses are about 3600 a month. So, you know, and if you had to go to bare bones, you wouldn't be driving as much. You could tone down groceries a little bit. Yeah. So I think that then that way we have cash available. So God forbid there's another incident where things go another wrong. Another 2018 bar. I was going to, I didn't want to use the word. I didn't want to use the word. But yes, yeah, so if there's another 2018, we now, you have a buffer, right? So right. it doesn't go on a credit card or you don't have to get a home equity loan. You can, you know, kind of pay as you go for that. Okay. So then let's talk about retirement. So we'll, we'll beef up the, and then, so to get yourself to that 1300, have you been putting, because the other thing I'm thinking is then going forward, once the tax return leftover money, the 6000 in your emergency fund, you could set it up so that $100 a month goes into there so that we're constantly, you know, adding to that to bulk that up too. We can do that. Because what we've kind of been doing, and we really honestly hit the ground running maybe about October. Okay. Um, so we kind of got, I mean, in the span of, you know, four or five months, I feel like we really turned it around pretty hard yeah <laughs> um but right now all we've been sending to the emergency fund is just kind of what's left over at the end of the month okay so what i'm gonna what i'd like to do is do it a little bit backwards okay. um so i would like to start so now that we kind of have an idea of where your budget is like what you need for utilities groceries car gas mortgage uh insurance we're gonna then i want to take that money and start do it more, I call it backwards budgeting, but we're going to say, this is how much we're going to allocate to savings first. Okay. So we, so that's why, and you can go through and refine the numbers, but I have down that we need about 3,600 a month for all the uh, necessary expenses for the mortgage insurance, loan vehicles, groceries, gas, daycare. So then, so, okay. So let's talk about, so, and then we're going to get the emergency fund up over 7,000 with the tax return. So then where are we with um, your work retirement savings plans? Um, so in mine, I actually, they're not very much. So we, I really wanted to talk to you about upping it and what we could do. So mine has about 6,900 in it right now. Okay. Perfect. And I have it set up to, I guess, where 3% goes to traditional and 1% goes to Roth. Okay. And they match at 5%. So I was really just thinking about upping it the one more percent. Yep. So that you're getting 10% in there. Yeah. And then my husband has uh, about 1900 in his. Okay. Perfect. And And what's his contribution? He's doing 1% because he has, since he started working, he hasn't moved it. It's just kind of an automatic 1%. Um, But we Mm -hmm. found out that 
for him, the first 2% will be matched at 100%. Oh. And the next 2% will be matched at 50%. So I'm not really sure what to have him change his to. So I would like for him to do four. Okay. To start, let's. I want you to try this out because we have eight hundred dollars, you know, wiggle room supposedly. And if we just say we're going to take a hundred of that towards the emergency fund, then we mm-hmm. have about seven hundred. And I'm not going to use it all, but I think it would be great if we could up your retirement savings because I want you to ease into it because I know this has been a, you've been doing big changes. If we got and it could be because percentage wise you make more, but I'm kind of thinking like three hundred dollars more a month. So what I'm going to do, so if we have 800 left over, I want to take 400 of that and do 100 towards your emergency fund and the other $300 towards retirement. Okay. And if you do it, and you know, some people, I love Ross, so get me wrong, I really do love Ross, but I also would rather you be invested in a traditional option versus no option, if that makes sense, because the traditional will allow you the most breathing room with your budget. Mm-hmm. So... What I would do, and I don't, I would definitely want to see your husband get up to four because we're losing out on the match with him. Right. So I would start by getting you up one and getting him up four, and then we just have to see where it falls. But I would like to try and increase the contributions by, as a household, about $300 a month towards okay. retirement. And then you just, you could see how it feels budget-wise, right? Right. Well, I definitely think after getting the credit cards and that personal loan paid off, it's going to feel a lot better. It should feel (laughs) a lot better. Yes. I 100% agree. But, and then what I would do going forward is anytime you or your husband gets a raise, Mm -hmm. I would split it with yourself. So I would say, if they say we're going to do, and obviously 2021 might not be the year because of everything that's going on, but let's just say we're in the future, it's 2023. And they say, we're going to do a 2% cost of living adjustment then I would take 1% in your paycheck and then 1% goes you up your TSP. Okay. If you get in the habit of doing that, you'll end up increasing it significantly over your career. Okay. So it's almost like a dollar for today and a dollar for tomorrow. Right. Yeah, because I definitely feel like I'm behind and I'm totally kicking myself because, yeah, my family is not big on finances. So I started with the government pretty early and – Kind of realizing I missed out on a lot because I didn't know about money. (laughs) I know. And they don't teach it to anybody. So I would say this is great. I'm so glad you found the podcast and I'm so glad you're like on the future rich train. So what I would do is ease into it because we have some changes coming with the tax return, but I would definitely keep that in cash. It will prevent any future problems. And since you've already experienced it, you know Mm -hmm. how critical it is to have cash. And then... I'm estimating you're going to have about 800 a month left over. And so I would like to see you try and take 400 of that and 300 towards retirement and then 100 towards the emergency fund. Just especially with two kids, um, you know, things can go wrong. I, I'd like to see you get the emergency fund up and you won't be that far closer to like 10,000, even 12,000. Give yourself a few months of breathing room. Right. And then from there, see how it goes by upping the retirement plans. Because if you do it and you feel like, you know what, we still have money, you know, we're still okay on our, we could, you know, add another hundred to retirement. I think that would be great. And overall targeting, maybe getting yourself up to a 15%. Okay. 
And the nice thing about it is you can always adjust. Like if you know you have an expensive year or something happens, you can always turn it down. Right. Yeah. Okay. And you're and you're not far because you have the match at fifteen. So you bump yours. I mean, I think with the three hundred dollars, the pre-tax option is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. So I would almost do that. Leave the one percent in the Roth. So you have something in Roth. Mm-hmm. But I would start with that. And then as you continue to grow in your finance journey, you know, it gets easier, right? Because now if there's a problem, you have cash. Right. So it's easily solved. And then you're rebuilding an emergency fund, you know, rather than getting dinged with penalties. Yes. Okay. Does do that make that. sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I can do that. And then I would ease into it just so that... You, you know, like anything else starting out, like don't overwhelm yourself with it. So I would start with that number of $300 more a month towards retirement, 100 towards the emergency fund. So we still have breathing room in your budget. Right. And then if you see in six months, like, yep, we, we really on a monthly basis have $300 left. Maybe we're going to up retirement another 150 mm-hmm. then do it. But I would, I would ease your way into it. Okay. Yeah. I don't, th- my husband's the one that's good at holding on to money. So I though even though I have my savings account, I have to send most of mine to his because I'll touch it. So. Yeah, well, that but that see that's important that you know that because then you know that. So for what will work for you is out of sight, out of mind, meaning that you should right. set up that like separate account, and then I would automate it, and then that way it's there. It's just you know I mean I got in trouble because I I um, when I was applying for a mortgage I need my money like out of my checking account and so I have like set up all these like little savings accounts that I have named and in my head they're like this is for a super duper emergency like I have like the like hell is freezing over emergency fund then I have the regular emergency fund did you have a a emergency fund I did not but you know I think that 20 I think 2018 was like my sister's bad year she was just like this year will not and she yeah. got hit by a car and she yeah. was just like, we were already having, she was already having a bad year and then she literally got run over. Oh and she's like, God. I need this year to end. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every once in a while you just have one of those years where like everything goes wrong. Like, I know. And right. we always talk about, because I know 2020 was pretty bad for a lot of people, but it was definitely like art, like it was really good to us. And we feel so guilty sometimes thinking like that. I'm like, you know, okay, well. Hey, just because everyone else had a terrible year doesn't mean that was your year. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that this was a great, and I think this has been true for a lot of people. Um, I think that it gave people the opportunity because they're at home more to kind of like reevaluate things. And it sounds like this, this was a great opportunity for you to reevaluate your finances and take that step. Um, I'm super impressed with the plasma donate. I mean, I cannot believe you improved or in- increased your take home by 25%. That's significant. Yeah. Well, and I was looking, um, cause I'm actually a, fl- well, I'm a phlebotomist. Um, and I was actually looking for a part-time gig, I guess. Um, and at the same place where we donate plasma, they were hiring. And I could, I had to do the math. Like, I could work an eight-hour shift, one week, you know, um, one day out of every weekend, and make the same amount of money for two hours out of my week. So I was like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take the two hours where I can read the book. Two hours. <laughs> Good for you for no, but that's smart. Like you were like really scrappy. And honestly, sometimes what it takes is like, 
stepping back and figuring out being like, I don't like how this feels. Like I don't like living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm going to do something about it. So I'm impressed. You definitely turned it all around. And now you're all, you're like, you have all the right tools in your toolkit. So we just have to work on, well, you already have the money coming in for the tax return. So we're going to beef up the emergency fund, get the debt paid off. So now the next step is just really being um, diligent about your budget and seeing where you fall at the end of the month after we increase the retirement savings. And we'll just see if we can up it a little bit more. Because you still, because you know how I always talk about like the power of compounding. So how many decades do you have? Because if you get a 7.2% return, you can double your money in 10 years. So at 35, so 35 to 45, that's one decade. And 45 to 55, that's a second decade. And then 55 to 65 is a third. So you still have three doubles. So you can't go, we can't go back and change the past, but you absolutely have enough time to change your future. 100%. Yeah. That's what I told my husband because he's 31. He just turned 31. <laughs> yeah. So he's like three and a half doubles. That's what I told him. <laughs> you have more than me. <laughs> he does. He has a few more. So this, this is a perfect time though. It's always better. You know, where it becomes too late is like when someone comes in at like 55 or 58 and wants to retire in their early sixties, it's like, we just, don't have that much time. You know, time is yeah. not on your side. Like you still have a lot of time. Well, I'm excited, Barb. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a good this was like so so many interesting pieces here. So this was this was great, Margot. I appreciate you coming on and I'm so glad that we have like a new career path and a new state, which is very exciting. <laughs> um so we will wrap it up for our lovely listeners. You are um, you can follow us on, I don't know what I was going to say there, but you can follow us on Instagram. It's Future Rich Podcast for our most up-to-date information, what's going on with the podcast. And we are partnered with SUNY Ulster, which is the State University of New York Ulster campus for our online classes. And if you want to learn more about your personal finances, that's a great place to start. And you can find them at www.financial.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.